Welcome everybody to the B-Team Podcast. I am Josh and I am here to do our first of a few speed caps uh, where I bring back the classic DC TV we used to review on the good old CW and catch you up on what's been going on with The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, So first we're going to cover Legends. When last we abandoned it in the middle of uh, season six, the gang was dealing with the alien invasion, as well as Bishop, the uh, Wokey from the future, who was a clone geneticist, had his own Ava clone, and we didn't really understand what the hell was going on with him. Uh, he was destroyed and then kept recloning himself. He had, of course, killed the original Sarah Lance and cloned her into an indestructible, invulnerable alien hybrid body. Um, and we found out that uh, Spooner, who we thought was going to be Jessica Cruz, they definitely moved away on that one. Uh, she was from 1925, Texas. And Constantine was on the quest for the Fountain of Imperium to get his magic back. Uh, He decided that, not that he wanted to leave the show, but he didn't want to play the Constantine character anymore. So they basically turned him heel and had him break up with Fake Zari and go off on a quest to find himself. Astra becomes the new Constantine, and they uh, ripped off Lock and Key because she has a key to the House of Mystery, and if you put this key in any lock anywhere, it will always open a door right into the mansion. Uh, So that's a nifty little trick they're going to use, because in the finale, a second Wave Rider appears and blows up the other Wave Rider, stranding everybody in 1925 Texas. So, what happened in Season 7? Well, our time-stranded legends had to make do with living in 1925 and uh, this seemed like it was going to be the focus of either the first half of the season it was definitely the focus of the new opening credits Uh, it meandered for about an episode or two and from the wreckage of the former wave rider Astra is learning how to use you know ultra magics she rebuilds the Wave Rider, and in doing so, resurrects Gideon into a human body. So now, of course, we have a human Gideon who's a member of the Legends. Uh, and there's a lot they could have done with this. And did they execute it well? For the most part, no. It could have been worse. Uh, this is definitely something I saw coming. You know, this was right out of the very short-lived Green Lantern, the animated series, with uh, the character of Ava. She basically was the ship's computer, and then she becomes a sentient life form, and then she turns evil. Um, Basically becomes, like, the female anti-monitor. It was pretty cool there. Um, They tried to go down that route here. They ended up with two Gideons. One is a Gideon who's pure computer, devoid of personality, created by the future uh, bishop, Uh, the Bishop character, they tried to do a redemption angle, they found a younger one who they had erased his memories 
of everything that happened in the prior season, he remembered just that they were a thing and they had erased his memories, so he goes back in time to try to kill them and ends up joining them, gets stranded in time at uh, Chernobyl, and then they go back in time to World War II to uh, integrate gender equality for building planes. Uh, there is a, a lot of, as John likes to call it, the message thrown into this season. Obviously, Legends of Tomorrow is and was the most, you know, textbook, quote-unquote, progressive show. So to not see it coming, you know, I, I knew what I was in for. But, I mean, it, it goes so above and beyond any of what the other shows were doing, except for something like Batwoman, that uh, there, were, there was a lot of eye-rolling. Um, so to, to just quickly run through the episodes, uh, Sarah and Ava call themselves the Bullet Blondes, and they are basically on a tear through the Old West. Uh, they end up at a Chicago speakeasy that Zari, of course, integrates to LGBT minorities in 1925. Um, while doing this, they, they really started utilizing the key to the mansion, the mansion also has infinite bottles of liquor because Constantine, so they're able to use that as the venue and the booze for the speakeasy so that they can raise money to, I don't even remember, probably buy a part for the time machine they were building. Uh, at some point, they find a character played by, you know, Constantine, who is not Constantine, and um, I want to say his name is Win. Davies, was when Duffy was uh, the one from Justified, maybe it's Gwyn, I don't know, his stupid name, uh, he's supposed to be the guy who invented time travel, he was in World War One, and of course he's gay uh, in World War One, so you know, he's not out and about, and uh, his boyfriend, or would-be boyfriend, is killed in the battle. So, you know, he's lived with the guilt and he basically invented time travel to go back and stop World War I. Um, now, obviously, that leads to a major, major conflict later on. But for right now, he basically just becomes, you know, the fish out of water. Look at all these people from the future. Um, and, you know, he does have some really good scenes with Sarah. Uh, this is probably the worst season Ava has ever been. Like, every scene she's in, she just keeps saying that she and Sarah are co-captains. Then she bitches about having too much responsibility and not being able to do anything. Um, they gave up on the budding lesbian angle with Astra and Spooner in favor of um, putting Astra in a relationship with Barad who they have, like, a really weird plot line where they basically say he should stop smoking weed, uh, even though that was the whole basis of his character, and he comes from a time when weed was legal and celebrated. So, you know, if you're going to make a hipster stoner character, I guess stick to it? I don't know. Um, so the evil Ava kills her bishop... She makes a series of robots, and the robots are pursuing the legends. Uh, first, it's a J. Edgar Hoover bot. There's a series of those that are basically just the Terminator. Then once they start time traveling, it's just robot versions of the legends themselves. Uh, and this whole half season just dragged on 
way too long. They needed time travel. They needed the time couriers. Um, didn't really do anything to advance the plot. The only storyline that was any good was the human Gideon. And, of course, they put her in a relationship with Gary because Gary's still on the show. Uh, and, of course, he's still an alien, which, you know, sure, why not? Um, they do a robot Nate who is basically a Arnold Schwarzenegger meets uh, Stretch Armstrong parody, and it's hilarious. Uh, unfortunately, this was the last season for Nate. He gets a terrible send-off, and uh, his whole plot line was basically, I'm leaving the show because I'm going to move into the totem with the real Zari, and it was just bizarre that, you know, that would be a thing, but whatever. They, they very easily could have lived in the, you know, House of Mystery, but Zari was like, no, we have to live in the totem with all of the ancestors that, you know, I've, you've never met. And there's many, many episodes and lots of dialogue about that. It's, it's awful. Um, in the second half of the season, they start exploring more of the concept of going back to this World War One event and changing it, and then also you know, instead of defeating the evil Gideon, trying to make peace with her, which was stupid, um, so there's an episode where they end up in hell, and this was probably the most Legends of Tomorrow episode they could have done for the season, which was great, it's a reality show, and the reality show is heightening their emotional drama, and the only way to end the infinite loop of the reality show is to experience a real emotional moment, um, so all the characters are basically just going through, like, a real-world road rules thing, and they start taking on different aspects of reality shows. So Sarah becomes a real housewife, uh, Nate becomes the situation from Jersey Shore, Spooner gets naked and was doing, like, some kind of Survivor parody, I don't know, I never watched Survivor, um, I mean, that episode was, was actually decent, it was pretty funny. There's way, way too much, you know, Astra needs to be the new leader this season. Uh, this was definitely one of those, because she's back in hell, and she's fighting this evil MTV producer. Um, and then they had Gideon loses her humanity, um, but then she doesn't. And then they kill her, but then they don't. And it was just, that part was stupid. Um, basically, the evil Gideon takes the human Gideon and enslaves her or, or tells her to turn off her humanity. The legends are quote-unquote retired. Uh, and then they find out because evil Gideon throws Gary into the time stream. He has the magic key. And he ends up in the prehistoric times, teaches cavemen how to build a door, which took way too long for, for Gary, but whatever. And, um, then he finally gets back to the mansion because then they all had keys and, and in their retirement they would show up like once a month to have dinner and then he comes in one day and he's like you know evil Gideon we gotta go and do another episode and they're like alright sure uh, the other standout was the one where Gideon human Gideon joins the team I think it was probably the 200th they brought back a shitload of season 1 characters because she's basically going through all of Gideon's emotional learning moments to fight her evil memories, which of course sets up the evil Gideon later in the season. 
they brought back the not the Hawks, but Hawkman. They brought back Stein. Um, I don't think they brought back Ray Palmer, but he showed up on Flash. Uh, and they brought back, I believe, uh, Jefferson. Um, and then they, they showed a couple different iterations of Legends who weren't around anymore. But none of, like, the big, big names. Um, they kind of did away with the Sarah's Invincible plotline. Because they go to World War One, and this is after Flash had brought back their version of Thawne uh, and done a really stupid and dramatic thing to kill him, which I'm sure it didn't take either. And we'll get to that later. But uh, this one is the Thawne last seen in Legends at the um, Legion of Doom season two plotline, where of course he was killed by Zoom, or you know Zoom the uh, Black Flash. And basically, we find out that the concept of fixed points, which, you know, is something that has been brought up in all of these shows for, you know, since the start of Arrow, dealing with time travels of Flash, I guess. Um, it's not just a fixed point in time that the universe controls, but some other Time Masters type bureau enlists a. Um, a fixer who is basically a, a person usually having superpowers that in an infinite Groundhog Day loop protects the given fixed point and if any time travelers specifically come back to even try to alter that point they just kill them um, and the way they find this out is they go to a bar that exists outside of time uh, where time travelers go to bet on trying to change the fixed point that is this battle in World War One, and after Sarah basically uses all of their attempts to fix it, uh, we finally find out that Thawne is moving at super speed to stop her every time. So at that point, she basically has a heart-to-heart -heart with him, and of course, you know, he's no longer a villain, um... And he basically tells her, like, you know, I'll let you do this, but you can't stop World War One. We can change this one event, and if you fail, you have to take my place. Um, or if he dies, she has to take her place. And basically, he, of course, ends up getting killed by, I think, the robot Nate, or the robot Sarah. And right as she's about to take his place, they put his time bracelet on the Stretch Armstrong Nate, and send him back in the infinite loop. So I guess he's protecting World War One. Um, but the fake Constantine went and rescued his uh, boyfriends, and they're off to uh, you know go go live together. And uh, the season basically just ended on a stupid note because they go to another fixed point. And it's um, a would-be booster gold played by uh, Donald Fazian from Scrubs. And, you know, of course, he's booster gold, so he's up to no good. And um, the season, which is slash probably now the series, ends with all of them getting arrested by the uh, new TVA ripoff. And uh, there's, there's this new Time Bureau, basically. Um, 
So instead of, you know, retiring and moving on, that's about it. Oh, also, Evil Gideon had shown everybody what their possible futures could be. And for Sarah and Ava, it was, of course, they had a daughter who was like 10 years old and going off to camp. So they, you know, start looking into surrogacy and picking a donor and all that. Then we find out that because of Sarah's new alien biology, uh, she got pregnant from Ava naturally because this species apparently gets pregnant by kissing someone that you're in love with. So, of course, you know, the lesbian couple is going to have a natural birth. Why not? Um, but yeah, they, they basically, you know, I, I have no idea how the show got renewed the last three seasons. I can't imagine it's going to get renewed now. They made a point of saying it was going to move to, uh, well, they were going to basically sell the CW entirely and probably just scrap everything. Any viable show I imagine would get moved to the DC streaming if that's still a thing or I guess HBO Max if it's just all integrated there um but you know is it really worth it bringing back this show for anything more than a send-off movie uh probably not I mean they did the Bebo Christmas special it didn't even have the legends I can't imagine that did anything for them you know I watched it because it was a novelty but Jesus it was terrible um so yeah the show got progressively more fun as it went along, and then in the last, like, two years, just really went downhill. Um, they started to lose us with the, what are they called, the reruns, the re-returns, I don't know, the, the people who came back from hell. Uh, it was still a little bit of fun then, that was probably when everybody from the original cast left for good, except for Sarah. Um, yeah, because Nate's not an original, but, um... You know, the the Alien season, I was down on it from the first moment. I've said before, I really just don't give a shit about Alien invasion plotlines unless it's like, you know, a 1950s science-fi movie. Yeah, science-fi. Sci-fi movie. Um, it was like the Young Justice season two. It wasn't done anywhere as good. Uh, you know, like Peacemaker did this most recently. It, it was much better. Overall, I didn't end up caring about that whole plot line, but, you know, it was an eight-episode show, and it was at least hilarious. Um, this was a major misstep for Legends, and then the idea of a time travel list season, where they ended up time-traveling in pretty much every other episode, um, and, of course, doing the, you know, wokey bullshit of... Yeah, everything in every era has to be, you know, 2022 relevant. So, you know, we need to talk about gender equality in 1925 or, you know, LGBT rights in 1925 at a speakeasy. We need to talk about uh, gender and race equality, making planes and engine parts in 1942 uh, you know, we, we need to posit if God was a transgender in Chernobyl. I mean, you know, that's what they do. That is what they do. So, um, was any of it worth watching? You know, when it hits streaming, I would say definitely if you're a, a Legends of Tomorrow fan going all the way back like we were, 
for the Alien episode, you could check out the Bowling Alley one. I don't remember what any of these episode titles are, so sorry about that. Um, you know, that was definitely a, a classic Legends throwback feel. I think it was probably one of the last ones we reviewed. Um, as for the most recent season, yeah, you could check out what I think was probably the 200th, that one with, you know, Gideon basically joins the team. It's like a, a total recall meets Tron. Uh, Gideon, Spooner, and Astra, which unfortunately becomes that, like, little team for the half season. Uh, and then they're just, you know, thrown into scenes later when they're all back together. Um, they are in Gideon's memories where she has to defeat her evil memories or her evil side, and they just keep flashing back to, you know, different time periods with the legends, and that's when you get, like, all those cameos. That was, you know, it was a fun episode. Um, the one where they're in hell with the reality show, that was, like I said, the most legends-feeling episode. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's hilarious. It's worth a look. The rest of it, Probably not. I guess the speakeasy one was okay. It definitely gets a little heavy-handed. And if you don't care about fake Zari, you're really not going to give a shit. Um, beyond that, no. <laughs> it was a bad, bad two seasons. Um, you know, the, the bullet blondes thing. You're, like, doing this Old West bank robbers. And then there's a robot, J. Edgar Hoover. Uh, of course, they have a whole thing about J. Edgar Hoover was like a racist, which, yeah, he was. It was 1925. Uh, oh, and he, he like beat the shit out of people. Yeah, it was 1925. It's J. Edgar Hoover. Uh, strangely, they didn't go into the whole, you know, and he was secretly gay and like wore women's underwear thing. But hey, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, the the Nate send-off is, is supposed to be good. He basically runs through mustard gas, saving um, saving fake Constantine's boyfriend. And the mustard gas destroys his steel colossus skin. Um, I don't think it would do that. If it did, I'm pretty sure he would have known what his one and only weakness would be. And then basically he's just like, I'm going to go be a poet now. Or I'm going to write, like, this biography about the legends, because that's what I saw in A Possible Future. So, yeah, that was a really shitty send-off as far as all the send-offs went. I mean, I guess Mick got the worst one, but, you know, they were really pissed at him. I don't think they had any issues with... Uh, I always forget the guy's name, but, you know, the guy who played Nate, he was in Final Destination 4, which is a terrible movie, but, of course, I love it. And his death is hilarious. Um... So, yeah, that was Legends of Tomorrow, more on Season 6, and uh, all of Season 7, in a speed cap. Um, the CW Arrowverse, like, you know, we all pretty much agreed it went to shit after uh, the god-awful crisis, which, of course, launched the other podcast, which, of course, then eventually led to this one, um... So, what was worse than that? Well, we did not review the Flash Armageddon. Who oh boy. Um, John still hasn't watched that. I'm going to let him know that I'm doing this, and I will see if he wants to take the leap. Otherwise, I'll be back with that one. And, oh, man, do I have thoughts. So...
Until next time.